My name is Alex, and I'm here to say I hate Yerks in a major way. Listening to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. <laughs> and I'm Zombie Ghost Tim. I feel like in our late episodes, it has become a running joke that no matter how I start this podcast, it is funny <laughs> to Meg. <laughs> okay, to be fair, that was your panelology voice. And I had a flash moment of, oh shit, am I dreaming? And is this like when you're in a class in a dream and suddenly it's like the finals day and you haven't been in class all year that was me i'm on panelology hold i on, haven't read any comics real real quick here alex can i can i hear your voice real quick you're listening to minds at yerk my name is okay, alex n- now now can i hear your panelology voice real quick <laughs> welcome to panelology oh my, my god name <laughs> is alex I don't think that was it. I, I don't, I, think that was I don't it. hear the difference. <laughs> What's happening is Meg is having flashbacks to, <laughs> as we're recording Everything. three days from now, when we record the Panelology <laughs> Top 10 Favorite Comics of 2020 episode, which as you're listening to this <laughs> will have been five days ago. If you listen the day this episode drops, but won't actually be released until six days in the future because we're recording it 13 days early. And there's your finals question. It's worth 50% of your grade. I don't care if you've missed most of the class. You're going to fail anyways because we have an attendance policy. Welcome to my nightmares. Yes. Actually, it's never math class. I can do math just fine. It's usually science class or social studies. Anyway, I feel like we overlooked Tim introducing himself as a ghost zombie. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. It, it just feels really appropriate for this week. A Gombi, if you will. <laughs> oh, just this week? Gombi. Yes. Tim no, is Gombi with his sidekick green. Pokey. Yeah. No, I'm going to need green glitter beard. Uh no, I I oh, okay. Alright. That might be the thing that talked me into glitter beard. Fucking finally. My 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 Gombi costume. There you go. See Tim at DragonCon twenty twenty one as <laughs> Gombi. I kind of love that though. It's a ghost zombie gumby hybrid. Yes. Yeah, we 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 decided that I I probably would get bit by a zombie about 30 seconds before I die and somehow that zombiness would carry over into my eternal struggle in the afterlife. Well, because being bitten by a zombie as I pointed out would be your regret. That's why yes. you stick around as a ghost. Yes. Yeah. I am unable to eat human brains although that is all I attempt to do. Now are you the kind of ghost that, as you develop your ghostliness, can suddenly move things, re- like learn how to essentially you, become a poltergeist? Did you just ask if I'm Patrick Swayze? No, I did not. I did not, in fact. Uh, you are not I, Patrick Swayze, I'm sorry. I, I heard the beginning of the question when you start to develop and thought it was going to be about ghost puberty. <laughs> Gooberty, no, if you will. I, <laughs> We've talked about enough puberty today. I've talked about puberty twice today. That's fun. Now I'm three still times. At zero. Well, no, I guess I'm at one now. I'm yeah. Now but, three times, yeah. But I'm not really talking about puberty. I'm talking about guberty. 
Yeah, what, so like, I guess it would be hitting puberty where you develop the ability to move things as a ghost. But only and, and if like you're your, an X-Man. No. Your, your, your booze get lower, I guess. Your, your, your voice changes. Oh, do you know who Corpse is? I, He's a tw- like a, a Twitch slash um, s- Twitch person slash singer. Has the lowest voice like uh, ever. I feel like Jen may have mentioned him to me before. Jen because, definitely knows who Corpse is. Because I thought she was talking about the Corpse Bride. And I was oh, like, yeah, Jen, no. you know I haven't seen that. Like, okay, on Twitter a couple weeks ago, there was trending like his hand or something. And that was about Corpse's hand because nobody knows what Corpse looks like despite his very distinctive voice. Anyways. But I thought he was on Twitch. Does he not show himself on Twitch? He does not Twitch? show himself on Twitch. It's interesting to choose the visual platform. I mean, he is fairly popular, so whatever he's doing is ah. working. See, Tim, you're un- you're you're underestimating the power and allure of mystery. See also the great and powerful Oz. Like, oh, apparently YouTube. Like, is verified on Twitter. That kind oh. of nor- n- notoriety. Anyways, can, when you go I, listen to Corpse's voice, that's the level of puberty I want you to hit. Puberty. Sorry, puberty. Oh, uh, and... Can I be honest that I don't know what verified on Twitter means? It means that Twitter <laughs> sees you and acknowledges who you are. It's a form of affirmation that also comes with special tools to uh, avoid the masses. I'm trying to decide if I'm jealous of this or not. That's the appropriate and normal reaction. <laughs> I tweet. How does Twitter not see me? Twitter doesn't okay. think you're important enough. You lack Ready? fame. Ready? Never. Okay. Yeah. Really fucking tired. Um. I always find myself coming back to the feeling of, like, if I haven't posted the next big song or... Anyways, that's how I... That's, that's, that's the level of puberty you have to... Guberty, sorry. To, Can I, to be did able y'all to notice move... That even in Meg's little clip of Corpse Talking, there was an F-bomb dropped? See, I was going to go for a funny bit where I said, Tim, shut up and let Meg play her clip. <laughs> but both of you had to intercept that. So you know what? God damn it, Tim. Summarize. We're talking about book 51. Oh, the we Absolute. This is where everyone else remembers we've already started the episode. <laughs> Whoops. Tobias and Marco are following a train that's bringing a bunch of tanks into town when a bunch of birds show up. Marco and Tobias escape by stealing a tank and parking it in Chapman's house. The gang needs to stop the Yurks from taking over the National Guard. Axe, Tobias, and Marco are going to go talk to the governor. Everyone else is going to go run distractions. Axe, Tobias, and Marco go get duck morphs at the gardens, and a fight breaks out. They head to the city and realize they don't know where the governor is. They get directions to the mansion and morph roaches to sneak into a limo. They find the governor, and another fight breaks out. The trio take the governor in the limo. High-speed chase. They jump off a bridge onto a yacht pursued by a helicopter. Boat chase. The helicopter gets shot down, and the yacht sank to the bottom of the river. And the governor rides off on Dolphin Marco. The governor puts together a team she can trust. The Yerks abduct the governor. Oh wait, it's Marco morphed as the governor. Tobias and Axe come and pull him out. 
the governor goes on TV to declare the Yerks are a threat. I thought about doing that in my corpse voice, but I don't I don't know if I could get there. I'm I'm disappointed that you didn't, but I'll fix it in post. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. So Wait, hold on, let me let me give you one then. And that was my corpse voice. There you go. Lord. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, thank you? That's what I meant to say. I don't know. Third base. So what did we all think of this book? Loved it. Hated it. Oh no, and why did you hate I'm it? Just right. <laughs> no i only say hated it because you said loved it i did not like this uh, book but i did not oh no hate it this one was super fun and it progressed the story it was everything i wanted i'm gonna go on a rant unless you want me to hold off on it nope go by all I, means you're, i was about to say alex is running this episode this is on alex yeah, i know but i kind of want to hear it okay so this you're right this book progresses the plot we have officially announced to the world the Yerks are here and they are here to take over. However, this is Marco's final book. It feels like a fucking born identity movie. It is kind of boring for what they're trying to accomplish as it's all action. And we have so much like internal character shit going on right now between Cassie and Jake. It's like they picked the three most boring characters right now to send on this mission. And then this mission. That we are 51 books in. We haven't told the world that there are Yerks because we find it so difficult for people to believe. Like, no one's going to believe it. Except for it takes 10 minutes for, like, entire fucking government to believe it. Well, uh, a governor. Yeah. A governor yeah. to believe it. A governor and, who and then also the gets source. the National Guard to believe it. Yeah. Without seeing an alien at first. Without seeing an yeah. alien at first. Not everybody saw the alien. And also, I, I, I my final it's... complaint. Sorry. Book six, The Capture. The Capture with Jake. This is the one where he gets yurked. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember how he gets yurked, but okay. Uh, his head gets stuck in a yurk pool. Right. Yes. And who, what are they trying to do when this happens? Do you remember? It's cool if you don't. Kill a pool full of yurks. No. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wait, what is who trying to do? But, okay. They are trying to kill the pool full of yurks. Again, the, the entire point of that mission is to keep the current governor from getting yurked. Because he is next in line to be potentially run for president. So, again, three years ago, I expect a regime change. I'm not talking about the fact that, like, he would still be governor. However, I have difficulties with the fact that book six, they put this much work and effort into figuring out who the fucking governor is. Book 51? We don't know it's a woman, at least. Oh, yeah, so I have two thoughts on this. One, it feels a little bit the doctor is the mother. Yes. Like, it feels, on the one hand, the setup feels contrived to be like, aha, you didn't think the woman could be the governor. Which, Which by the way, California's governor was not a woman at the time. It was very disappointing to find that. No, it was, it was, uh, Gray. I don't know, it was the guy saying? before Arnold. Yeah, Gray something. Here is my defense. I entirely, throughout this entire book, pictured the governor as Carrie Fisher. <laughs> okay. That would make anything better, let's be honest. Yeah. But I just, like... No, I think your point is good. The end of this book, the last, like, three pages, great, cool. But the whole, like, convincing the governor, the whole, the governor easily able to convince and turn some forces or some military forces to be on the side, I just, like, it's 
honestly, in a way, if that hadn't happened, if it hadn't actually hit the TV, this would be a filler book that would have been just fine in book 20, the 20s and 30s. It just, like, we have so much that happened in the last few books and that it's like, those characters are no longer important. We're going to go with these characters who are all kind of happy right now. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I appreciated the break from whiny Jake. Fair. Valid. The comment, this book was boring, it was all action, is sort of mind-blowing to me. <laughs> like, I don't understand that comment. Okay. This book would have been entertaining if it had been in the early 30s, late 20s, whatever. But this book was entertaining. Tim? No. I Tim. was bored. <laughs> Tim? No way. I don't understand how I, it was so much fun. I have two responses such to such a fun read. One, no. they're called opinions, buddy. <laughs> two. They're like assholes. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Wait, did you just two, discount my There are three of them on this call. <laughs> telling me... I know. No. I, like I, a... I feel like I feel like your 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 explanation of opinions somehow just magically discounted mine. Wow, it's like no one's opinions actually matter. They're all just opinions. Go yeah. figure. Uh, welcome to what existing now. Wait, hold on. And saying that you've just discounted the entire podcast. Yes. Why are we doing Hi. this? We live in 2020. Is this the most important thing in the world? No. Is it fun yes. and engaging for each of us? Absolutely. No, I don't agree. And that's your opinion. <laughs> but, like, okay, Tim, think about a comic you love. Okay. Or a movie you love. Mm, then I remembered who I'm talking to and our conversation <laughs> about plot versus spectacle. This is not going to go my way. If that plot, if that comic or movie were nothing but fight scenes, wouldn't that eventually get old? I. Uh... <laughs> There's room for many different types of stories. There, there I is. Feel. But okay, if John Wick didn't have now, <laughs> my understanding of John Wick is that it's a short film about a man who overcomes grief with a dog, and it's about four minutes long. Fair. But I hear that there's a sequel that comes immediately after those four minutes after the opening title, mm-hmm. um, in which he goes on a quest for vengeance. If you didn't have that first four-minute short film, that is. All I need of John Wick. Would there be any emotional weight to that sequel that comes after the title card in John Wick 1? Well, uh, no. But are you saying that it still wouldn't have been fun? I mean, yeah. Okay. It was a fun action movie. Okay. Here's where, I'm, I'm, I guess, here's where maybe I'm not explaining this properly. Book is fun. I don't disagree. No, I understand. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. We got three books <laughs> and left. And I'm there- not- there's like this book just feels like it's filler. Yeah, and I disagree. That's fair. I thought it was fun and it progressed the story at the end. But like, don't you I'm... like to progress the story the whole time? You don't uh, have to agree. Sure. You're fine. I honestly expect you to love no, all Animorphs books. To to be fair, like why start now? I definitely laughed at that with the mute on because my my seats are too like noisy when I move. But yeah all right well we all feel differently about this book this is unheard of and unprecedented but let's move along (laughs) um i would like to start with actually something visual i am going to post this a a series of images into our group message oh that's great for for an audio medium well it is oh shit kirk is or corpse is still on my oh my bad there is a running joke 
in the middle part of this book about how creepy the California governor's mansion is and how much it looks like a house from the Adams family. Is this the actual one? This is the actual governor's mansion of California. That's amazing. And yes, towers and turrets and fences, but also this is gorgeous and I want to be governor of California now. Yeah, like solely for the house. I am down. Let me run some government. What do you think of the house, Tim? Uh, I'm Googling the Adams Family house and now comparing <laughs> the two. Ah, yes. Tim is doing true journalism. Yeah. <laughs> How dare I imply that this is not a serious co- podcast, which we opened with a five-minute monologue about Gooberty in. <laughs> I've seen a lot of different variations of pictures of the Adams Family house, and I don't know which one is actually real. Well, there have been there was the TV show, and there have been two or three movies. So, like, they probably yeah. used different houses across different. Like, wait, Tim, Tim, you know the Adams family is not real, right? I, I do. Okay, I do. So we open with our tank adventure. I'm gonna let Tim keep doing his hard hitting journalism, <laughs> and we'll keep talking about the book. Um, I appreciate. That finally Marco acknowledged that playing video games about tanks probably is not the best training for driving one. And that Tobias actually found and read the manual. I will say I really love the combination of Marco Tobias. Yes. And Marco Tobias acts, especially with them all kind of getting along, which is not always true with Marco and Tobias. True. But Marco is on such like a serotonin high that they seem to be getting along just fine. Yeah, Marco at one point talks about how great his life is. He's reunited his parents. He doesn't have to go to algebra class anymore. Like, I literally was in the shower, stopped, and was like, what fucking class did Nora teach? Because I, I truly don't think it is meant to be a cold commentary on the fact that Nora's gone, but fuck if you read it that way. It is so heartless and wonderful. Yeah. Um... It was Algebra. Her dog's name was Euclid. And then I posted this also, in the Animorphs Facebook group, and I have to say someone was like, do we know what happens to Nora in the end? And I politely answered that. And she goes, maybe Nora has a yerk resistance movement. Yerk. It's like, I like that idea. I like that. So that is now my headcanon, is that cool. Nora ended up with a super nice yerk. You know, if they made tiny little cannons for yurks to carry into your ears, those would also be head cannons. I hate that. I never know if the third word is going to be that or you when I say things like that. <laughs> That's valid. Um, do we have any particular thoughts on Operation Let's Steal a Tank for Funsies? I do, but I don't know if we've... Tim's fallen asleep. Tim, Tim looks kind of forlorn, actually. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you have thoughts? Uh, we'll go ahead. We'll see. Okay. Um, the scene's entirely too long, in my opinion. However, I really enjoy seeing the contrast in those who have had morphine abilities for years versus people who are brand new to it. Um, it's probably like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say looking in a mirror, but that's not correct. Um, kind of cool for them to see like. How awkward they probably looked three years ago and be like, ah, I outgrew that phase. So they're like the seniors at morphing school coming in and looking at the new morphing freshman and be like, oh, was I ever so naive or tiny? Yes. yes. Tim, your rebuttal, I mean, I'm guessing. I uh, no, I just it fits into what I said earlier. It was fun. It was fun. They were they were 
you know, uh, put in a position where they had to make a decision, and they chose the kookiest. I enjoy the very uh, Star Wars trench run flying under the train scene. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at a train next time I see it, because that seems like it would be uh, a pretty impressive move. I think it probably, yes, Tim, would be. I think that's the point. They're very good at what they do, and what they do is fly funny. This is not where Tobias asks for Marco to look at his butt, right? That's later. No, that's when that he was, was a the duck. duck. Yeah, that was a duck. Okay. Um, this is, however, where Marco uh, decides to like stage this faint where he pretends to be injured and tricks a uh, wily coyote esque yerk to fly into a big metal pole, which I also thought was pretty great. And sets up an even oh, better right. moment later in the book. That's kind of the first human controller death, I guess, in a way, right? It cannot or possibly like first, be. Like... Cassie killed all those controllers back in <laughs> that one book. Okay, valid. I guess the first on-screen intentional death of a human controller? That maybe sounds right. Like, the first one that's directly acknowledged as a single human. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, we definitely have killed humans in explosions and things like that, but I'm talking about, like, yeah. Visitor 1 should have realized a long time ago the lack of human death. Well, that's how... Means human sympathy. That's how Marco's mom figured it out. Yes. Um, I also think that if that's not it, it's definitely when Marco blows up a helicopter. True. I will be honest... I did I did want them to steal a tank. It was so big and dumb and goofy that I would have been disappointed if that had not been what they did. And using that tank to destroy Chapman's house is chef's kiss. Even though Rachel and I were in agreement, how dare you leave Melissa homeless? At least they admitted not to hurting anybody or the cats. Yeah. I like the uh the way they described it. As going from a two-story house to a zero-story house. <laughs> but they'll have plenty of firewood for the winter. It's already piled up for him. Tobias smiled. Too bad he doesn't have a fireplace anymore. So I guess Chapman lives near train tracks. But also, how the fuck do you run over a house and then just disappear? Like, that's great. I love it. Well, no one was home. And I guess the house across the street still hasn't sold? Oh, valid. True. Maybe they went and hid there. Yeah. I just, all I could think of is this tank just, like, rolling down the road. Oh, that's the house. We're going to veer into Chapman's house. And you know there's a work from home slash stay-at-home mom being like, what What the fuck? What's going on? What's the, oh my god! What? Who do we call, 911? Ghostbusters. It's something strange in your neighborhood. I like that that's told, not shown. I think that that works really well. Yes. So that is that is basically act one of this book. The, the great tank heist. We do get my favorite kind of callback, making fun of Marco's driving abilities. I always appreciate that. Uh, Then we return to Hidden Valley Ranch Part 2 for the recap and planning. Cassie, I like that Axe has moved in. Sorry, I like that Axe has moved into the Hidden Valley Ranch Part 2. Yes, and has stolen a picnic type table (laughs) to, like, hang out at. It made me a little sad, actually. Like... That they're not in the barn. Yeah. Like, that they're acknowledging we're not in a well, barn. Well, I think this and then the following scene where they go to acquire ducks, like, really drives home just how much, not even, not even can they just not go out. Like, 
now that the truth is out, there's really no hookup for easy morph acquisition. Like, they don't have the barn. They don't have the gardens, really. There's nowhere they can just go and arm themselves with new DNA. Marco acknowledges here that Jake is still being weird, that Cassie is being totally withdrawn, and Jake won't look her in the eye. So this is, okay. For all his faults, Marco is a very, very intelligent person. Yes. Very conniving, very point A to point B in planning. Uh, probably, potentially, our most dangerous person on the team. Yes. I have a hard time believing that he just would be kind of like, eh, they seem to be fighting. It's fine. I just, like, I understand the stakes have changed for Marco. I just don't feel like it would have changed him this much as a person. Yeah, what what is it that feels different? I don't know that he feels that different to me, though. I feel like past Marco, there would have been some kind of romance moment of him and Jake being like, you gotta talk, snap out of it. Like, one of the great things about the Marco-Jake books is that we get a lot of that best friendship here. And I understand that Marco's feeling guilty, but it's like there's a screen between Marco and what's going on with everything else, where he's just kind of like, I acknowledge that Jake seems to be having trouble. I acknowledge that something apparently has happened between Jake and Cassie. And that's it. And I just feel like Marco of the past would have been like, get your shit together. We're going to have a pep talk. In all fairness, there wasn't really an opportunity that presented itself. You're right. Other than maybe at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? They got they got sent separated two different directions. I guess maybe I just don't agree with the team lineups, maybe. That's all. I just, I, I don't know. There's something about this book that just makes me feel like there was a waste. And and that's fine. It, it's like, you're right. The action's great. Um, But again, I'm just like, Cassie fucking let the morphing cube go and nobody seems to like be asking how they got it. I let the, and that yeah. just seems weird to me. Well, I imagine they had some sort of like... Tom got away with the Morphin Cube story where they left out what what Cassie happened. But I did think about that about nine times during this book about how hmm, controller's morphing. Cassie's fault, you know? Yeah. Also, like, how they figured out that technology. Like, I mean, I'm assuming Visitor 3, being an Andalite, knows how to use this technology. Does that yeah. mean that, like, he's controlling it and only those who are in his good graces have it? I mean, that would 100% be Visitor 3's M.O. Like, only his most trusted people, controllers, would get to morph. You don't think he'd have red shirts? No. That's, see, that's the other aspect of it is I'm like, is he paranoid enough to think that there could be a faction out to replace him? Or does he truly believe that now that the old Visser one is gone, everyone is under his control and is happy about that? See, this is, this is, the, this is one of the times where I regret that there's no longer... Between Ava being free and the Chi having no intel now, there's no way for us to know without any kind of insight into what's going on on the Yerk side, what Visser 3's reaction to one of his blue band hork literally cutting his leg out from under him and saving Jake last book would be. Like, surely he would have recognized that was one of his own people. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, there's... I wish we had some insight into what politically was happening with the Yerks. The Yerk politics are... I feel like we haven't gotten any of the Yerk politics much since Visser, and I miss that. Do, do, do we have a good reason as to why the cheese not getting much intel? I think we just got a line in the last book that was to the effect of, 
the Chi aren't hearing things, that must mean that Visser One is close ranks and isn't is only telling things to his most trusted advisors. Like I think that was the extent of the explanation we got. That makes sense. They're not gonna fake being violent yeah. to get into his, his rank. Like they may be on the beach playing hacky sack or bocce ball, but they're not gonna be blue band hork bajir. That makes sense. I wish I wish we had some view I still want I still want some affirmation of my theory that the Krayak pulled actual Visser 3 into that fight with Rachel a couple of books ago, and that that is why he finally put together that they are human kids. I guess we'll never know. We will never know. Probably. Um, so then we, then we become ducks. And uh, ahead of its time, Animorphs embraces the most important pop culture fact about ducks. Ducks are assholes. Ducks are assholes. I kept waiting for Marco to actually acquire the frog that was on him accidentally. Right? Like, <laughs> instead of the duck. Not even accidentally. Like, the frog won't let go of his face. Okay, just acquire it and yeah. it will fall off. Yeah. What happens if you're touching like- two animals? You become a drog? Yeah. Or a fuck? <laughs> that was a good setup for that. Thanks. <laughs> Tim Alley's I oop. <laughs> um. I like the acknowledgement that the last time we needed to travel long distance, Jake nearly died in a flymorph. And like, oh, we didn't fucking know oh. better. Which I, I have this my... passage. Can I read this passage? Go right ahead. Because I'm going to tell you who, made, who I'm angry at because of it. Here's a question, I said. Why haven't we morphed ducks before? All those times we had to fly long distances, like trying to keep up with the train yesterday, Tobias? Or that time Jake got his guts squashed on the ceiling when we were stowing away on a mor- in Flymorph on an airplane? Why didn't anybody say, long distance, let's go duck? Yes, Axe agreed. This is a useful morph. I'm not tired after quite a bit of time in the air. Exactly. Plus we're flying in formation and it looks normal. None of that bird of prey stuff where we have to fly miles apart and pretend we don't know each other. No offense, Tobias. I like swooping and gliding and riding thermals as much as the next raptor, but every bird can't be a fighter jet. Sometimes you need a steady, reliable 747. That is, I think, the best, like, meta moment of, yeah, we, we should have done this many, many books ago, actually. I blame Cassie. Why, because she didn't have any injured ducks in her barn? No, because who who was the animal person? Who would think this? Who would know this? Cassie. I blame Cassie because I can't. I'll allow it on this point and this one point only. I also blame Tim because he's quiet. <laughs> because he knew. He knew. Not sure you, you can, can see, see it in his eyes. eyes. At this point. In his eyes. We can see your eyes. Anyway. So, yes, they say the, 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 the famous last words. Oh, yes. How hard will this be? At which point Marco tries to acquire a duck. A frog duck blocks him. They go for another duck. Then, unbeknownst to anyone, because apparently they don't know what time the park opens, the park has been open, and a school group comes by, and their teacher starts trying to shoot kids and ducks and a blue elk? An antelope? I can understand, like, I don't know, when when they were like, the park opens later and there ended up being a school, my first thought was, the park's technically not open. It's like a school group. Like, I would not be surprised if there are school group hours. Uh, that probably makes sense. Like, they're not running the rides. They just have the kids coming looking at zoo animals. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, how traumatizing would it be to see your teacher just, like, with a ray gun? Well, all those kids got yerked. 
That whole kindergarten oh. class went, took a trip to the Yerk Pool. Oh, that's so much worse, but true. I mean, but it's, also still traumatizing. I mean, you just made it more traumatizing. It's that, or they kill off all the kids. Eventually, everyone gets their duck morphs, and they take to the skies. This is when they join up with another group of ducks, so they're less conspicuous, and realize, hey, this is the only way to travel. Geese. Geese would also work. Geese would also work, but I feel like geese are even more seasonal, right? Like, you only see geese so far south certain times of the year. Um, And if you think ducks are assholes. I was about to ask a question, but then I knew the answer. But now I want another question. Did you guys know what the capital of of California was before this episode? Sacramento. Or did you have to look it up? I mean, I figured you knew. That's why I was like, this is a dumb question. I'm probably the only one who had to look it up. Why did you look it up? Because at one point they say that they're 200 miles from Sacramento, and I was curious what was 200 miles from Sacramento. Oh, okay. No, I That also had a park. That. Like, I was trying to geolocate, and then I realized I should actually be working, so I stopped. You were trying to triangulate the McDonald's? I was. As soon as they get to the, the ca- they they make it to the Capitol building, and then realize, you know, it's the weekend, no one's going to be there. Um, So they're like, we should find out where the governor lives. And they hit a truck stop restaurant, something like that. I guess it was a truck stop, a rest stop of some sort. I guess what bothers me is that, like, I feel like so little research was done knowing that that's essentially what Axe and Marco got into the habit of doing constantly. Yeah, Marco did a bit. We we should have done a Google or something. Like, they hacked government facility databases. I feel like they could have had this meeting and very quickly been like, Google, actually, I guess at the time it would have been asked Jeeves, Jeeves, what does the governor of California's house look like? Yo, Axe, pull up Dogpile. I have been in many situations where I have said the words, I wish I would have, and you mean you didn't? (laughs) So I definitely see this as, uh, you know, everybody else just assumes that everybody else knows it. That's valid. I mean, like, I can understand the stand from the standpoint of they knew the governor three years ago, understanding that there's been an election since. Tobias is a bird. Marco's been dead. (laughs) Tobias is a bird. He doesn't need to know about local politics. He's a bird. Birds can't vote. Axe just assumes that, like, governor is essentially war prince, I think. So, like... I kind of get from the standpoint of maybe none of them like politics and really because like, do you remember who the governor was when you were 16? Uh, Sonny Perdue. (laughs) Okay. We weren't 16 at the same time, so we can both be right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you are. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that you both had an answer. And uh, I don't know. I just like, I can understand the standpoint of like not knowing it's the... We didn't research first. Yeah. I also find it weird with it being Marco and Tobias that canonically in my head, Tobias is like a history, military history nerd. I feel like he would be able to name every governor, every state capital, and like the entire cabinet. I do appreciate that they're like, we're not telling Rachel this at all. Like I did enjoy that joke quite a bit. Rachel, you don't know who the governor is? Like the middle third of this book has some just road trip vibes yes like i want to see i want to add a chapter that is them singing show tunes and all of the ducks quacking along in rhythm i do like 10 out of 10 would be a fan fiction i would read is like these three if you're 
any Animorphs going on a road trip, it's these three that you're going to have the most fun. Right? I feel like Rachel would get up to some shit and Cassie would enable her. I would also read that one. I don't want to read any book about Jake on vacation. He's going to be a stick in the mud. See, also, that one book we read where he traveled out of town for a funeral. Admittedly, the opposite of vacation, but... Yeah, I don't know too many funerals that are that are also vacation. Um, How great was Marco befriending a couple of bikers? I mean, if they're going to befriend anybody. I just love the imagery of tiny little Marco and this guy whose bicep is bigger than his head. <laughs> it's very, like, odd couple in my head. I just love the fact that apparently the governor's house is so fucking weird and, like, nobody knows this. We know. We know now. Like, it is some haunted mansion shit and I am so here for it. Like, you could shoot a Sabrina the Teenage Witch show at the governor's mansion. This is very true. They eventually find their way to the mansion following some excellent, uh, excellent directions. Realize... Oh, hey, we have no plan to get in. And then I'm not sure how they don't die as roaches hiding under the bottom of a car when Tobias gets run over hundreds of thousands of times en route. He got into there's some good tires, some new tires. There's some crap. Is that the right word? I think that's the right word. That's, I, I would go with nooks and crannies just because I find that a funny phrase. But yes, crevices work. I mean, I enjoyed the argument. Like, I will give it. This entire mission has vibes of we did not think. Yes. And I guess, like, if there had been a moment where it's, like, Tobias and Marco being, like, do do you think Cassie and Jake are being weird? weird?" Yeah, I think Cassie and Jacob. Do you want to go and, like, run and hide from them? Yeah, I really want to go and run and hide from them. Okay, we're going to go on this mission together. Like, something like that, I think I would have enjoyed it more. I don't know. Just, like, it feels, in a way, so lighthearted. Yeah. And that just doesn't match the vibe that we've had the past few books, I guess. I think that's fair. That makes sense, too. So we have... have... Oh, go uh, ahead. You gotta have books that are a win somewhere in there, though, right? That's true. I guess I just am like, you're barely towards the end. Why did we suddenly get really lighthearted? And, like, you're not wrong. It would have been exhausting. I don't really have a whole lot to say about the limo ride or the beginning of the ballroom scene. Like, they're roaches for over an hour and a half. The governor and her husband dance some. Anything to anything to talk about in there that I'm glossing over before I gloss over it? No. No. I do appreciate the continued referring to heads of state by their footwear, which we saw in, uh, I think it was 22, one of the David books. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but then, then there is a fundraising meeting in a side room. And... Wingtip and High Heel, the governor and her husband, uh, and some plainclothes security guys head in there. And it is at that point when Marco demorphs and things start going very sideways where they will remain for the rest of the book. So of the four people in the room who are not Animorphs, one of the security guards totally freaks the fuck out, is definitely a Yerk. The other security guard. Not a Yerk. I say freaks the fuck out. The two who freak the fuck out, they're the not Yerks. It's more the immediate hatred and recognition of the Animorphs that outs the other security guard, not Collins. And then we have the governor's husband, who hides it at first when Marco morphs, but is so unimpressed by an Andalite standing right there that Marco knows immediately, oh no, we got trouble, gotta move. Oh no, this is brand new information. And I love the governor's response 
when she finds out her husband is being controlled by a parasitic alien. Oh, thank God, I thought something was wrong. Tell um, me there's a better choice than Carrie Fisher to picture. Oh, you're not wrong. And considering how, like, essentially badass she is, like, Carrie Fisher would have been the best choice for this. How far do you think the York invasion has extended at this point? Well, like, apparently not the to the desert state? or Paris. Yeah, the whole Paris comment, I was like, really, guys? That That's questionable. The desert one makes sense. Well, when we, when we get Assuming there... Assuming that the... A tire group, yeah. Okay, we can talk about it. When we get there, there's a big hole in both of those points that really had me worried. Um, But, like, no, genuinely, like, how far do we think this is extended? Well, we know definitely some California National Guard higher-ups and the first husband of California. We know that, what, the Visser... Visser 2 was a Navy admiral? Right. So it's made it to, like, active duty military. We know back in the David books, they were trying to get world leaders. Right. And ostensibly have to have succeeded with someone by now. So, like, I... Yeah, I guess, like, how far outside of California is this? It's definitely all of the lower 48, and then probably patchy throughout the rest of the world, I yeah, think. I feel like... Find American military bases and sort of starfish out from there. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, you think they're like rock, paper, scissoring over who has to take Alaska? No, I think they all read book 25 and aren't going to bother with anything in the Arctic. It's just polar bears and dead baby seals. But who is also jumping for the chance for Hawaii? Well, I mean, naval bases, like, they probably got Hawaii locked down. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Hawaii, Damn. Japan, uh... Guantanamo Bay. Like, one of the things the governor says in this book is do not trust military or cops. Do you think that the CDC has been infected? That's a good question. I feel like there are probably Chi in the CDC helping obfuscate. Like, if Chi have lived these elaborate lives all over the world, it's not like they're all just hanging out in the king's basement now. Like, there's still got to be some out there doing good and important work. You say basement like it's not a complete, like, underground lair or something. Hey, if there's a giant dog park under their house and the entire underground of the city is York Pool, how have the Yorks not found them? Are they They're that deeper. far in the suburbs? They're deeper. So the Yorks just haven't hit their elevator shaft? Yes. Okay. Do you think Do you think one of Eric's jobs is changing the zoning permits in the York? bureaucracy to avoid the elevator no that's er definitely mr king's job because eric is a student i mean he's so is so is tom but tom apparently also gets to like you know do big crimes so <laughs> do big crimes it is weird that they have what is essentially how old was tom when we first started tom tom has not gone he to college have yet, been so... 15 yeah so we'll say like is pushing graduation yeah maybe 18 at this point yeah and yet they put a lot on him yeah like he can't vote but he can enslave the human race <laughs> goals um i enjoy axe's respect for the governor yes it's so good like and her immediate respect of him yeah i just like it's it's a nice touch of axes and and like culture there was a um, moment when i was like oh Part of the academy is diplomacy training, of course. And, like, the boys don't really make fun of him for it, I also appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just kind of like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. This is great. 
I was a little bummed that at no point did Tobias say to the governor, yeah, he's my uncle. You feel like Tobias would be announcing that everywhere? If your uncle were an alien, wouldn't you tell people? I feel like that looks as what do you mean if. There was a lot that flashed through my head. (laughs) I appreciate that Marco was like, I somehow sneaked out this lump under my shirt that no one seems to notice. And I was very tempted to get a dress and squish it up and put it under my shirt to see if you guys would notice. (laughs) I did not do this because I forgot until I looked at my notes. But also, what? (laughs) Well, yes. Um, We're jumping ahead a little bit, but... Sorry. uh, No, no, you're good. Um, The only way I can get through this book is if I kind of work through it you're good just because it it make like there are some weird tonal shifts in this book like that's that's definitely something that exists here and i don't think they bother me so much but it's like okay now we're in an action movie for eight chapters um which is where we're at walls explode people come running in with guns half of the 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 uh wait staff for this party our controllers. My favorite is, I believe it was the pastry chef who pulled a Dracon beam out from under his shirt. Collins is a fucking champ. He gets his arm blown off by a Dracon beam. Marco scoops him Hold under on. one arm with the... It gets blown full off? That's how I read it. Okay. For some reason, I took it as minor burns. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I just overdid it in my interpretation. Um, like, Marco as a gorilla has the governor under one arm in her her gray ball gown, and Collins, who is, like, barely holding it together, staying conscious under the other, running, like, Collins gets off a good shot and knocks out, like, definitely kills a controller, um, and then passes out, and Marco rolls him under a table and says, stay here, which, I don't know if I was supposed to laugh at that, but I definitely did. (laughs) Especially when Collins showed up a few chapters later. Clearly did not stay there. Staying here also being really bad advice in that situation. Right. And then Tobias is a Hork-Bajir, acts as an Andalite, and Marco is a gorilla. With the governor of California, steal a limo. A limo that, if not conspicuous enough. steal a limo that is yours. But it definitely would have had, like, Lojack or something in it, right? I don't know. I don't know a damn thing about limos. Oh. Like, I feel like... The one the governor rides in, though, so... That's the thing. I feel like the governor's ride is gonna have a GPS in it. Like, you don't want to misplace that vehicle, especially if she's in it. Well, does the governor own a limo, or does the governor rent a limo? Tim, can anyone truly own a limousine? Yes. But, like, they're wild, like, horses? Yes. Haven't you seen cars? I want a domesticated limousine. How do you... How do you get a job domesticating limousines? What does that entail? I think that's a stretch hummer. That a stretch hummer is what domesticates limousines? And I think a stretch <laughs> hummer is a domesticated limousine. But how does one domesticate a limousine? Air freshener? Fresh water bottles in the cooler? Puking in it enough times? I want to go to a dude ranch now and work with horses and be like, I have an air freshener for you. You are domesticated. <laughs> I just flashed on Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls. Yes! <laughs> Mabel would do this. 100%. And she'd call it Dipper 2 because it would be a pine tree shaped air freshener and it would remind her of the pine tree on Dipper's hat. <laughs> um, We have digressed. If Mabel again. was an animorph, 
And Dipper was an Animorph. Would Animorphs the Yurks would have already series? been defeated. Yes. That's okay. That was my question. It would have only been two seasons and been very satisfying. We can all agree that Gideon's a Yurk, though, right? Yes. But see, you love... Hang on. You love Mabel, right? Yeah. I have to call spoilers for Gravity Falls if you haven't seen Gravity Falls. Mabel gives the break in space-time to... Bill. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. And she does it for far more selfish reasons than Cassie. It's taken everything in me not to argue this. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, car chase, our National Guard and police and helicopters and, um, one of the, one of the great payoffs in this book just keep your eyes on the road, I said. This is Marco to Tobias, who's driving. And I don't ever want to hear another word of criticism about my driving. The limo skipped around a corner, leveled a row of newspaper vending machines. Tobias's solution eventually is to get onto a bridge and then to, like, crash it across the bridge so it blocks all traffic both ways. And the governor decides we should run. I feel like... The stakes are higher for Tobias. I give him more of a pass than I do Marco. I mean, that's I'm not judging Tobias here. I think it's a weird plan, but I get that like it's the best in a bad situation. Also, I think they're probably both better drivers than me. Just throwing that out there. Mm. Um, then we get our I'm looking for the six-fingered man who killed my wife moment as they all jump off the side of a bridge onto a yacht party boat. That's how that works in The Fugitive, right, Tim? Yes. Yeah. That is how that went down. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you knew that, Alex. Didn't we talk about it last episode? We did. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on, does the Six Finger Man reference to the Fugitive and not no. Princess Bride? Yeah, the, the, it's the one-armed man in the Fugitive. But, but it's okay. also Gravity Falls. I'm going to be honest, what I remember of the Fugitive is the fact that we have a group chat about murdering a wife. Yeah, that's true. And that's about all I remember. And Harrison Ford? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that group chat popped up and it was called I Did Not Kill My Wife. And I know we all had that moment like, wait, what? (laughs) I don't even remember what I went looking for. But I was like, why the fuck do I have a group chat that's like four years old that's called I Did Not Murder My Wife? I'm afraid to look at who is being accused of murdering their wife. Hey, Tim, who was the Braves relief pitcher in the late 90s, early 2000s who had six fingers? Did Dan Kolb have... Six fingers? No, it wasn't that son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, like, might have gotten past me. Like, I... (laughs) Antonio Alfonseca. And the way he pitched, it probably did get past you. Hmm. He was very good. Yes. Antonio Alfonseca. Six fingers. Other nicknames include El Pulpo, which is the octopus, and the dragon slayer. I would like to speak the same of the name Dragon Slayer. Too bad you are not Antonio Alfonseca. Tell you guys a weird TikTok I came across this morning. Maybe, maybe not. I want to know what the segue is from Antonio Alfonseca to weird TikTok you saw this morning, though. Dragon. That's the, oh, the okay. segue. Okay. Is this this pretty attractive woman who is cosplaying as the dragon from Shrek? <laughs> Excellent. And it said like something like point of view, you're a donkey who came to slay the dragon that is protecting the princess. This now lives rent-free in my head. <laughs> Anyways, dragons. Layers like an onion. Did you know Shrek was entered into the uh, Library yes. of Congress? 
Yes, I do. They saw his face. Now they're a believer. Um, so yes, everyone jumps off a bridge, which brings up a question. If you read Animorphs and all the Animorphs jumped off a bridge, would you? I did read Animorphs. And all the animals no, jumped like off water. the bridge. Predictable. Tim, so I'm going to say no. Would you? Would you? Didn't doesn't mean yes. wouldn't. Have you encountered a bridge today? No. Okay. Were you in Madison County? No. Okay. I'm glad we had this conversation. Good chat. <laughs> so if you were on a yacht party, and suddenly a gorilla, the governor of California, and a couple of aliens crashed into you, and then two of them turned into a dolphin and a bird, how would you react? Uh, well- it wouldn't be a party if that didn't happen. I now have to redefine my party terms. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I also may be starting to question how much I've drank that night. The uh, the next yacht party I go to, I'm going to be like, this party's lame. Next yacht yeah, party I go to, I'm showing up dressed as a hork bajir. <laughs> what are the odds any of us will ever be on a yacht party? Zero. I feel like Meg would be the one to get the invite, but Meg hates water and boats, so wouldn't yeah. go. <laughs> Actually, one of my brokers owns boats, and I get invited once a year to a boat party. And do you go? I go every other year. Oh, so Meg has to go dressed as a hork next year. No, no, Meg will be Meg. You can be the hork that accompanies me. Aren't you a little short to be a hork <laughs> God, that took me a minute. <laughs> Good, I'm glad you got it, though, because I wasn't going to say anything else until someone acknowledged it. So they get off the boat, Marco shoots down a helicopter with a draken beam um we get the best line in the book would you or hey hey governor how do you feel about dolphins well i wouldn't marry one (laughs) (laughs) um do you think she knew dolphins were assholes hey dolphins are very smart and want to thank us for all the fish dolphins are assholes so are ducks i wouldn't want to marry a duck either oh that's true um, at what point did we get, I think this is where we also got, uh, Tobias one-upping Marco's fake out Ugh. from earlier in the book. Uh, Tobias pretends to be like dead. Wasn't that on the roller coaster in the gardens? That's right. That's where it was. We totally skipped it. Yeah. Tobias plays Marco's card, uh, and freaks Marco out, which I appreciated. Anything Marco can do, Tobias can do better. This is true. Um... And then we find ourselves back at the governor's mansion, in our pajamas, dried off, barricaded in the governor's office. If you are on the run from aliens and the National Guard, are you really going to go hide in your house? If it's where my Rolodex with all of the military phone numbers are, I would have to. For anybody born after the year 1976, a Rolodex is what you Yep. Look, sometimes they say things just to see if you're paying attention. That's right. I was born in the year of America's bicentennial. I am a real bicentennial man. No. No? No. I'll just say I'm more of a hook or a jack or a, a Peter Pan. I guess Peter Pan is no. a hook. Never mind. Jumanji it is. I'll give you that. Okay. So they call all the various military leaders and tell them to stand down. And we learn that there is one uh, one platoon that has been on a training exercise in the desert. And that the, like, lieutenant police chief or whatever has been 
at a conference in Paris. And that those are the people who can definitely be counted on to protect the governor. Am I the only person who thought, well, okay, but what if they had a portable Condrona generator? For the desert, I think you're the only person, unless Tim agrees. No, uh, if you've got a battalion of people, I don't know, unless they're, the whole battalion is yerked. You're going to have a hard time explaining that one. And you would so. and you would need something more than a portable, I think, in that case, because it's, what, 600 people? I'm pretty sure a battalion is I think that's four what they people. Said. So we're not no, a battalion? No, we're three quarters of a battalion. A... <laughs> oh, 600, maybe. I honestly yeah. have no idea. It's... Oh, did they? Okay. I think, I, I think they actually said 600. was the number in the book, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I, the Condrona rays are so far underground. I got a feeling they're probably some level temperature sensitive that you're not going to risk that in the <laughs> Somebody desert. just read Mount Fitzroy. <laughs> no, someone went to the desert this year, but that also <laughs> works. But I did go to the desert this year where it we went to um, Death Valley, where in the middle of the summer it gets about to 132 degrees, I think is what they said. Ugh. So um, that doesn't sound like something I want to risk. Okay, but Paris. Paris, you know, I agree. I had the same. I agree with that. Paris, there's, I had the thought of that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there's no way there's not at least one York in Paris right now. Like, I don't buy that. There is a York pool there. Yeah. Like, uh, you would start in your major cities. Yeah. But apparently they made the right call because deputy police chief or whatever uh, comes immediately with his two other, like, officers who were in Paris with him, immediately to the governor's mansion, and promises to keep the governor safe, while Marco, Tobias, and Axe hatch a plan in which Marco morphs the governor and smuggles out her gray dress. Meg, you had something? I just going to remind you that while we have got better at morphing, there at least has been recently a point of they still can't do it in shoes, which means that he does all of this shoeless. But also, like, spandex spandex i'm not currently in spandex and i don't think i could hide a formal dress under my shirt i can't imagine marco in spandex of any form trying to hide said dress i mean like i love a visual but also what if he didn't morph the spandex is that a choice that they have or is it something that happens no matter what so your question tim is what if he's naked yeah then what is he hiding the dress under oh no i thought he hid it under his clothes and then morphed later yeah but i guess that's my point is what Where clothes did his clothes are wearing from? yeah if they morph only in spandex uh i see your point yeah no i, I would not be surprised if they i think there was a comment where like they're probably wearing a little bit looser of clothing at this point. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like, he doesn't have his Jinko jeans on. He has not shoved this dress down his Jinko jeans. Maybe there's some kind of gift shop in the governor's mansion, and they all got, I visited the governor's mansion, and all I got was the Sousy t-shirt shirts. Still not Jinko jeans. No. I don't know. In 2001, maybe you could get souvenir Jinko jeans at the governor's mansion. No, I can't even make that work without laughing. <laughs> No, because I want those now. Souvenir. Souvenir Gray Davis Jinkos? Yeah. That was his name, Gray Davis. I don't want Jinko jeans. If they are not limited edition, I clearly went to California and bought a souvenir Jinko jeans. What if they were from 2003 and they were Schwarzenegger Jinko jeans? When did Jinko jeans go out of fashion? Swear to God, if either of you say that they never... Damn it. 
you're wrong. Usually, yes. So Marco morphs the governor pretty, pretty predictably, honestly. Like, how, how Visser 1 doesn't at some point go, hmm, governor, you're acting strange. Perhaps you are an anamorph, because I know they're here. I would have appreciated... Visser 1 seems kind of pointless here. Just like... Yes. He does. It should have been Tom. I would have... That would have been great. But I also would have appreciated if the husband had been Tom or Visser 1 and more. Like, I feel like that would have been a lot of fun. Do you think Tom, again, an 18-year-old kid, had he been the husband in Morph? Would have had to take a lot of dance lessons to be no, able. Although isn't. he does step all over her feet, so yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe it was Tom. We don't know. We do not. Head cannon, tiny, tiny yerk in your head with a little cannon. I'm gonna need you to draw that. And then everybody goes home. X and Tobias ambush the jeep, bust Marco out. G- uh, Governor escapes safely, and then we get the recap. Team one inexplicably team one was the team not featured in this book uh team one caused a distraction and tried to save a bunch of national guard members from being yerked kind of fought to a stalemate ish were losing retreated and then the one platoon the one not brigadoon brigade platoon i don't know colonel larson colonel larson battalion that's the word i was looking for (laughs) brigadoon um I do want to talk about Marco is morphed as the governor, has a rag in his mouth. And I guess, okay, they do set this up with like, he has to remind himself that he is not Marco and that he is also not ter- currently a dude. Um, Marco forgets that he can thought speak well in morph. Like he's sitting there rag in mouth trying to talk. Tobias and Axe are trying to figure out what he's trying to say. It's a great scene, but also I was just like, you can thought speak. Yeah, I still feel like this is one of those fuzzy things thought speaking morphed into human that I don't know actually makes sense either way. And I feel like depending on who writes assumes the answer is one thing or the other. I do appreciate that apparently the ghostwriter of this um is probably on some list because she called to get a lot of facts about tanks and people got very suspicious. You said tanks, not taints. I was very confused for a moment. I thought you were going to hone in on that cloaca territory. No, no, that is a territory that I stay far away from. Shout out to my friend Adam, who sent me a meme about cloacas this week. I thought you were going to say, like, guards that territory. Um, so team one, Jake, Rachel, Cassie, some hork uh, and James and company do their best. Colonel Larson shows up, helps liberate this other platoon, brigade, battalion, brigadoon. Um, and then the governor goes on TV and makes me cry. I did cry too at this. Like for so long, they've wanted someone to help them and finally they have it. Like that was a real catharsis moment. I did like it. I like how it ends with kind of like a black screen as they, they hear this. There's no reactions. We don't get how they feel about it or anything. Tim, thoughts on the governor's speech? Uh, it didn't grab me. Like, I mean, it's exciting. It was a big moment in the book series, but I did not feel, I guess, quite as moved as y'all did by it. I'm excited, though, for the rest of the book series now. And And it was, you know, you were talking about somebody believing 
them instantly. It was so nice that it was somebody who carried that weight with people to make them believe that that instantly. You yeah. know, it wasn't just like a news reporter, and now some people are going to think that news reporter's crazy. Or oh, this is the governor. You know. Okay, but and they've seen enough crazy stuff to buy into it. I think people have news reports of wild animals running around and stuff. That's fair. I will give you that. Okay, that makes uh, that that adds to the argument. I was about to. You also probably have a whole aircraft carrier worth of of yeah. That's true too. Yeah, naval officers being like, "Yep, yep, we know." And then like six people on a Star Trek forum mm-hmm. who were six in the woods one four? day. Uh, four now, because one went home and one died. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this book? I really, really like rachel and the governor the comparisons between the two like i wish rachel had been there like i feel like they would have bonded but i also just really like the moment of like rachel being like holy fuck that's really cool that it's a woman i liked the uh when when they were jumping off the bridge and the governor was like let's do this (laughs) yeah let's do it yeah i do have a note that says are governors this cool I don't know if it's a it's a reference to the fact that like she's really brave and badass or like I don't know I don't think about our governor that much prior to 2020 when I lived in New York I didn't think about the New York governor that much and they're like the governor's so cool and I'm like is this a thing that I'm just not aware of <laughs> I mean 2 years after this California would elect Arnold Schwarzenegger so I feel like this is a very like of its time, hey, we want our governors to be cool. Okay. Sort of thing. But also, like, I like this idea of, I, I keep saying I read this with Carrie Fisher in mind, but, like, yeah, I feel okay. like it kind of has that Star Wars sequel trilogy General Leia picking up the fight and leading vibe. Like, I like this badass, gray-haired, blue-eyed woman who is just ready to fight the good fight becoming the public face of this i like that she downs coffee instead of like pulling out any alcohol like i appreciated that and i like that marco tries to go toe-to-toe with her even though he hates the coffee marco on coffee that would be a lot axe on coffee can you imagine okay yeah the fact that axe doesn't like morph into human to try actually he's tried coffee before that's not that's not name um I, I just again I really really respect Axe. He doesn't get a lot in this book, despite it being one of the main three. Like, I appreciate the little bits of just reminder of like Axe's culture and the fact he's like, "You guys, who's your governor?" And they're like, "Uh, that would have been a good thing to look up." How, yeah. how are we gonna know we're talking to the governor? Because for him, he probably could name everybody chain of command. All the way up to whatever is the high leader of Andalites in his sleep. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, really like that added difference of culture. Tim, you got anything else? All right. How would technology think, how would technology change things? We've talked about LoJack. Uh, They'd have to get rid of her cell phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, we already have established that security cameras don't become a thing until 2002, so. (laughs) All right. Then I guess we're ready for some animal facts. Give it to us. All right. I teased this one last week, or last episode, last fortnight. Um, But today I am here to tell you about a species of rat that is poisonous and monogamous. Are those interchangeable? Can I be monogamous, polyamorous, or just poisonous? I'll draw the Venn diagram later. Okay. Um, this, This 
rat looks like a cross between a ferret, a skunk, and a porcupine. It is called the African Crested Rat. Uh, and while adorable, you don't want to touch one ever. Scientists recently studied the source of their poisonousness and determined that they do not actually produce the poison themselves. They chew on and then basically spread on each other's fur poison from a poison tree, the poison dart tree, and have immunity to this otherwise incredibly toxic poison. The skunk-like appearance is a warning to predators. And if that doesn't work, then, well, the hairs on their back stand erect and form a crest, hence their name, that allow them to look bigger than they are. And then, of course, they're also covered in incredibly deadly poison. Uh, poison arrow tree, not poison dart tree. I was thinking poison dart frog. But over the course of this study, which was just about how how they acquired poison and produced it, uh, they noticed that once they took some of these rats into captivity, they studied them in pairs, groups, and individually. And one thing they noticed that when the animals were paired off, uh, when a female was paired with a male, specifically, the rats would start grooming each other and purring. Uh, rats can purr? These rats can. Okay. Uh, in some of the groups that were captured, there were male-female pairs and juvenile rats. Uh, which suggests that the rats stay with the adults for an extended period. Uh, and it was observed at the research station that rats that were paired together tended to spend their time next to each other and followed each other around. The assumption is that the poison stays on them for a while, but they did observe some individuals chewing on branches and sloshing the mush around with their spit in their mouths, then licking it onto their hairs. Uh, So I guess they put it on their own hairs. They only groom their mates. There we go. But beyond that, it had no effect on feeding, movement, or activity. So, yeah. Basically, look at this weird rat I found, is what I'm saying. I want a Tom and Jerry episode where Tom... That's the cat. Okay, Jerry. Fake purrs. To confuse Tom. And has also covered himself in poison and murders Tom with his poison. I mean, that's gonna happen anyway. Did you say fake purrs? Yes. Yes. Would it not just be a purr? I'm going to believe that they're a real person, that they're a fake person. Sometimes <laughs> hey, a rat just has to fake a purr. Would it be like an audio recording of no. a purr, maybe? Hey, Tim, pretend to purr. I don't know how to purr. I'm just, sometimes a I, rat... I legit don't know how, I have any idea how to purr. Sometimes a rat just, like, isn't in the mood. I don't know. Can't imagine a cat would make it want to actually purr. I don't know. Anyway, I just sent you two both a picture of these rats in case you want to see them. I'm afraid to look. I don't like rats. These are cuter than your average rat, but you do you. Um, anyway, we do have uh, uh, a missive from a listener this week. Oh? Yes. Listener Brent writes, love the podcast. Hello, everyone. I absolutely love your podcast. I have just recently started listening to podcasts, and your podcast is one of my favorites already, even though I've only listened up to book 10. Tim predicted monkeys would be morphed in book 11, which I just found amazing. (laughs) Don't get used to that. (laughs) Uh, I knew you predicted something right early on, and it's really nice to be reminded what it was. Brent continues, I loved the Animorphs when I was younger, and have many fond memories of riding my bike to the mall every month to get the next book. 
Most of my friends didn't read the books, so I didn't get to talk about them much when I was younger, and listening to you guys talk about the books is so much fun. I enjoy the humor, the animal facts, Tim's fresh journey through the world, especially his predictions, and the fan fiction. You will already have learned this by the time you get here, Britt, but we are sorry to disappoint there. Hopefully at some point they'll be bringing back Alternomorphs, so there's that at least. That's true. The podcast is fantastic, and I can't wait to listen to the rest of the episodes. I feel like many questions I could ask right now might have been answered in future episodes, but I wanted to know what everyone's favorite book is. For Tim, your favorite book so far? Thank you for this great content. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, thanks, Brent. I'm so sorry. And what is everyone's favorite book? Number seven. It's it's always been number seven for me. Number seven is the one... Um, I think it's The Stranger is what it's called. It's the one where the Alamus makes his first appearance. Mm. I feel like I had picked one recently, and now I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was 51, we know. No, no, no. 51 is very good. I'm <laughs> just teasing. I'd actually have to go back and look at him. Yeah, is there I... any, like, gut feeling of, like, this uh, moment? The, the, well, the one I remember from a while ago was, uh, was it six you said where Jake got the yerk? Yes. yes. I remember that one being very good, but I feel like there was another one. And it was one of, uh... What is what is her name? The ghostwriter that we like a lot. Is it Lisa? No, Lisa was the one that did this one. It's the one who used to bring K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant cookies. Yeah. Okay, hang on. I can I can backtrack this. LaRue. Yeah. Is Ellen. No, Jarreau. Ellen Jarreau. Jarreau. That was it. Uh, yeah, there was an Ellen Jarreau book that I really liked. Let me look it up real quick. See if I can get this man an answer. Uh, for me, I don't know. I like, is it? 26 the attack where they fight the howlers on yes i like that one um i like the one where cassie does surgery 29 and i'm a big fan of the david trilogy i do love the david trilogy as well the david chili is very good did you say the david chili i heard the david chili is that what we think rachel did with david it wasn't Rachel. It is, it is now. It was Cassie. Cassie turned David into Chili? Is it the one where Tobias gets tortured? No. Although that one was very good. Is it the one where... Is it the one where Marco's parents find out, Marco's father finds out the truth, and they save his mom? Which one was this one? <laughs> I mean, I, was... I gotta say, like, the first ten, I think, are just fucking fantastic. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, like, I, I can, I can tell you my copy of number seven is falling apart. And eventually when I buy one of the covers, the signed, uh, artwork of the covers, it will be number seven. Was that 45 where he told his dad? Yes. Yes. I think I might have to say 45. That makes sense. Where it turns and like where we had all these ghosts written kind of craziness and then it actually got back on plot. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. No, that's really cool. Thank you, Brent. Yes. Uh, and if you two want to write into us, you can do so on our website or by e- emailing minds at yerk at gmail.com. Tim, do you know yes. what time it is? Time to talk about what I'm going to add to the Discord? No. It Damn is time it. for your predictions. Don't <sighs> disappoint Brent after Brent said oh, such no. nice things. <laughs> okay, in book 52, which is called The Sacrifice, they are going to morph monkeys. <laughs> now hang on you laugh at tim but technically they lost the ability to morph monkeys after the timeline corrected itself i mean yes but i just i appreciated that that was a great joke that was a great joke 
Who is the um, narrator of 52? Uh, it's back to Jake, right? No. Oh, no, it would be X, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was back on that whole five book thing instead of the six book thing for a minute there. You mean like how it's actually been? Like you're actually following the pattern? Like you're doing great. They just decided to fuck it up. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it's called The Sacrifice. So Axe beefs it in the next book. Okay. Uh, but I do feel like we're going to get like a, like this might be the one that I've been waiting for where we get like the mega Animorphs force where you get the, the 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 OG Animorphs and the Nunamorphs and the military and we start putting like an actual thing together. Okay. What do you think? Oh, you think Axe is the sacrifice or are you just going ahead and making sure you don't forget your narrator beefed it early on? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, just the narrator beefed it from here on out. Can I genuinely ask who you think yeah. is going to die? I don't see Jake. I don't see Marco. I don't see Cassie. I think that probably, like, in order of possibility, it would be X, Tobias, Rachel. So highest to lowest or lowest to highest? Yeah, highest, highest to lowest. X, X beefing it okay. makes the most sense to me. But I think those, those three that I mentioned are, are clear. The, the three that I just mentioned now are on the chopping block. But <laughs> that's the... Uh, right now, I'm going to say Axe is my, my number one choice for him. I mean, we, regardless, like, of if even if it, I, I feel like it'll happen in this book because it's called the sacrifice. But like, if if it doesn't happen in this book, I still feel like Axe is the one that's gonna. No, I like that. I like the fact that it's called the sacrifice. That I mean, we're down to three books. Yeah, and I definitely feel like reading it as a kid and seeing that title, I'm like, oh no, this is where someone <laughs> dies. Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely because we had the knowledge from the Elemus that someone would. Yeah. We also knew we only had three books left. Yeah. I really, like, I also, the back of the covers on this, I think, are great, because I think this is when it officially changes, where instead of being like, they don't know who we are, it's like, here's the sitch. Yeah, this one, the, here's the deal these days, they know exactly who we are. Yeah. They know exactly where we live. That's actually not true. They know, they know conceptually where they live. They don't know where the Hidden Valley is, or it wouldn't be the Hidden Valley. Well, they knew where their original houses were. Yes. It also says we've got a few secrets left, and I'm not sure what those are, except where is the hork Valley? There's that, the Alternomorphs, not the Alternomorphs, the uh, Auxiliary mor- Animorphs. Seagull Squad. Uh, Nunamorphs. Yeah, um, there's a, yeah, they're numbers. Yeah. So. The fact that Visor, the former Visor One's body's still alive. There. The Chi. The Chi. Okay, okay, fine. They have some secrets. Yeah. Not Do we everything have... is out in the open. Do we have anything to plug yes yes uh i'm gonna plug two things really quick again go listen to the panelology episode to hear some things that we loved this year also yes. uh speaking of animorphs fanfic i am doing a one shot of animorphs fanfic so i will post the link for that i thought i'd be able to talk about that without feeling incredible amounts of embarrassment but i actually i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> very wrong yes you've definitely never written and recorded animorphs fanfic before <laughs> or played a homebrew animorphs tabletop rpg before i don't know what you're talking about what is this what is this for i am doing 12 days of fanfic one shots um to kind of get myself back into writing because 2020 has been a weird year and it's something that i've thought about uh for the past few years of doing and like actually have ideas so one of them is the animorph so it'll be this year's Chris- been weird Christmas related. Well, it'll be winter holiday related. Now a question that you asked me several days ago makes sense. Did I not explain what that was for? 
You probably did. I just don't remember <laughs> stuff very well. That's fair. That's valid. It's not like your sleep schedule is all fucked. You got anything to plug, Tim? Uh, the way we haunt now came out with some episodes recently. Oh, is it back? That you might. Yeah, Yay. and a uh, uh, little little tiny moment in arson that everybody should go listen to that podcast because it's really good too. Well, Meg already mentioned the favorite comics episode of Panelology, so I'm instead of going to promote self-care it's the holidays and 2020 has been hard be nice to yourself tim didn't you have something else to plug promote no that i would call it plugging <laughs> as much as something that that happened that i think is insanely neat and We're everybody should go listen to getting there i will segue into it now <laughs> though oh i assumed it was coming under promotions but i mean like I really hope there's plugging involved in this now. <laughs> As always, Tim is horny for Grimace. <laughs> if you would like more of what you just heard mainlined into your cell phone, you can join our Discord, where one of the channels is dedicated to Grimace fanfic. And because Tim somehow won Twitter this week, he will be posting some special comments special content meg you okay there you you spent a long time just leaned back with your hands over your face do you ever get an image in your head that you're like how do i get this out of my head and you realize you don't have alcohol in did front you, of you just realize that grimace is shaped like a butt plug is that what that was <laughs> no i just had this moment of like no i'm not gonna say it i just had a really terrible image and i just i can't it's That's gonna sound fine. like kink shaming and i don't know how to phrase it with, where it doesn't We've all seen Grimace in his Dom jeans. Anyway. I know, because I drew the fan art. Yeah. Uh, So Tim found the way to win Twitter, a thing I didn't know you could do, (laughs) um, and has commissioned through his acts uh, a piece of Grimace art that will be in, that's art with a capital A, that will be in our Discord channel. Tim, would you like to tell us more? Sure. Um, what is this podcast? You, you all said this was the most important thing in the world earlier, and I just want everyone listening to remember that as Tim explains this. So, a friend of the show. I'll go ahead and say friend of the show. He's been on it. He's our friend uh, yep. now. Uh, Adel Rafai from Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle uh was uh, trying to help out a another podcast on Twitter called Here's the Situation which everybody should go check out also uh and offered up 5 minutes of uninterrupted recording on whatever topic we picked if we went and helped out that podcast a little bit which we did and <laughs> so we got a 5 minute it's actually a little over 5 minutes we did Tim did uh, t- t- Tim did but, but once we listen yeah. to this I will also go do this. Yes. I just haven't uh, listened to the we, podcast yet. We got uh, a, a five-minute original fan fiction written and recorded by Adol Rafai that I think the only safe place to put is on Discord. <laughs> Have you told Joe this? Oh, no, I haven't yet. I need to. Please do it where I can see that. I will. I will. I'll make him listen to it on the Discord. Okay. Uh, but, anyway, our thanks to Adel. And, yeah. Um, it is every bit as amazing as you think it will be if you've heard any of Adel's other work. Yes. Oh, God. And it my definitely has to, plugging, then. <laughs> to Tim for making this happen. And, yes, go check out uh, 
What was it called, Tim? The, I don't know that it had a title. The podcast. The podcast. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the work. All right, here's the situation is the name of the podcast. And go check out Here's the Situation. Uh, you, you didn't title his fanfiction? How dare. No, I don't think he did. I just thought about that when you said that. I was like. It shall henceforth be known as Adel Refai's Untitled Grimace Fanfic. That <laughs> yes. is its title. <laughs> We'd like to thank Red Spinks for our show art. You can check out more of his work by supporting his Patreon or visiting at KS Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email Red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social meds at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Our website is mindsatyerk.com, spelled Y-E-E-R-K. That's how Yerk is spelled. The whole thing is M-I-N-D-S-A-T-Y-E-E-R-K, just to be clear. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We're available on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us there, let us know. Somebody say when when i spun around my name was alex i'm megan uh that was a zombie ghost noise Uh, i have been tim and until then we fight